Welcome to Sound DeFi. I'm your host, Chris Berg. We got a special guest today. He's a managing director at Invenium, also the lead for Brazil, for his Peru, and really all of Latin America, Marcin Acuna. Marcin, great to see you on the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Chris. Great to be here. You've got a vast background in finance, real estate. You've been with Invenium now for about four months. So uh, share with us your experience and then what caught your eye in Invenium to the point where you said, I'm going to go work there. That place looks like they're ahead of the curve. No, that, that's precisely it, Chris. I've, uh, I've been in the industry for the past 20 years. I started uh, in the early 2000s over at a Spanish bank called BBVA and uh, made my way into real estate, into just alt as a whole. Started learning more about Invenium through my fund admin at that time, which is Apex Funds. No longer there with the shop, but uh, started learning about what they were doing in the space. And uh, I, I've always been very data-driven and very data-centric. And uh, in that process, uh, it's, I always found it lacking in private markets. No matter which market I was in and which I was doing, uh, what I was doing, it's just finding data that you can rely on has always been key. But that has also been an issue in private markets. Finding data is one thing and knowing how to trust it and if you can trust it, it's something else. Then it comes also with uh, the question of how long can you trust that data? Or better yet, how long is that data still relevant? And that is part of the issues that Invenium addresses. So uh, for me, it was pretty much a no-brainer once I saw what they were trying to get at. I was thinking to myself, I want to be a part of this. This is uh, game-changing at every level that you look at it, regardless of market, regardless of geography, and even uh, regardless of your operational size. You, know, you and I spoke before this, and one of the exciting things for you heading into Latin America is you talked about just the importance right now, especially when it comes to data, is trust and transparency. And so we'll get to more of that. But um, if you would, because many people aren't familiar with Invenium yet, right? So how does Invenium solve the problem that you're talking about with better data, more frequent data, and more transparency? That's a great point, uh, Chris. So the thing with private markets is you don't have an MTM on your assets. You don't have a mark to market on your assets on a recurring basis. It is something that's either done when you're getting ready for a transaction, depending on how you're structured, or it's something done on an annual basis. Now, even though that is uh, sufficient to be trading in, in private markets and in certain public markets, it is not sufficient if you're trying to really establish better quality of data and recognize in long term what your assets are worth, right? So do they hold value? Are you always transaction ready? Because that's one of the things of being in the equities market. Everything is always transaction ready. And the reason for that is, one, you have a level of trust. So you're in an environment of trust, which uh, uh, an exchange provides that. A liquidity pool in itself establishes that trust. And you've got recurring marks on your asset which is that end-to-end on your assets. So you're always transaction ready. Essentially, from that perspective, you're also always audit ready. So it's, it's good for compliance, right? Now, with private markets, that's never the case. So due diligence takes a long time. I've, uh, I've heard in, in, in a couple of your episodes that you do touch upon uh, the, the fact that the time that it takes to actually due diligence on, on private assets uh, is longer. And it's uh, not necessarily as easy. But uh, with Invenium, that's, uh, that's easier, that's quicker because you're always there. You're, the data is always trustworthy. The value that is attributed to an asset is always trustworthy as well, meaning it is reasonable and it is supported by a third-party mark. 
And at the end of the day, uh, it is always relevant. Uh, we say that it's always fresh, but in essence, it's always relevant because come to think of it, when you have an asset that is has data tied to blockchain, meaning you establish the trust and the provenance, that you've got a recurring mark on them, uh, on your assets that is being done by a third party that is trustworthy, that is respected, that is recognized on a global scale, you're always ready to transact. So at the end of the day, you address all of these points and you find yourself in a position to be a lot more liquid. And the market recognizes that value and is also ready to embrace that asset as a uh, more liquid uh, investment opportunity. You know, it's amazing because I don't have the financial background or acumen that you have. And then I hear about all the capital flowing into the private equity, private market um, arena. And it blows me away to realize like how how infrequent the data is coming to the investor and really maybe not just how trustworthy it can be because it's fairly nebulous, right? I mean, the GPs and LPs can do what they're going to do and do the best they can. So I, I bring all that up because if you would share with us then, and you've done it kind of high level, but let's say I'm somebody that says, hey, you know what? I want to find out more about Invenium and how they can give me more accurate data, more trustworthy, easier to evaluate. What's kind of that process, especially since you're heading to Brazil soon, what's that process to allow investors and GPs and LPs to get access to that data? That is quite simple, Chris. It's it's really being able to give the platform access to the original documents. Uh, keep in mind that uh, with uh, data privacy laws, our main concern always is, regardless of jurisdiction, is we never take possession of the data. We're able to read it through the platform and run our AI tool and then tie the data points to blockchain so that uh, you've got the certainty and clarity of it. But in essence, uh, d- depending on, on the use case, depending on the asset type, uh, and obviously the availability of, uh, of current data on, uh, on the asset, it's something that we can do in, I'd say, an hour, depending on the case. Obviously, the more sophisticated funds and uh, asset managers that have all these different uh, assets in different uh, geographies and, and classes and everything, obviously, they do require a little bit more time as does uh, the, the mapping out of the processes and working out the workflows and the, the automation of uh, all the alerts and all the, the full capability of, of the platform. Now, uh, we basically start off with, uh, with core services, uh, which for intent and purposes, I'm going to oversimplify despite my colleagues' lack of, for, for, uh, I'm missing a better term here, they don't quite enjoy it when I call it that. I oversimplify the fact that what we do is a lot more than that, but I call it blockchain as a service. And with that, you, you get to certify and you get to, to really have the audit trail on all data and obviously automate uh, how that data is treated. Regardless if you're bringing in an older contract or if this is a smart contract that uh, that's being linked to the platform. We move on to valuation as a service where we're able to value not only the value of assets in the monetary sense, but also depending on the case, uh, working with uh, rating agencies to value the credit worthiness of the asset. So if they're credit rated, uh, whatever it is, you're able to, to keep those marks frequent on a quarterly basis or whatever basis that needs to be uh, upheld. Then we move on to waterfall as a service where we have the capability to support GPs, LPs, all types of stakeholders in the investment environment and just be able to help them, guide them through and certify waterfall calculations and all the distributions, everything that comes with it. 
So with smart, that, right? Like, I mean, exactly. Almost automated. Exactly. That's, uh, that's uh, uh, everything that the platform delivers. And with that, we just pretty much set it up for, for people to be able to tokenize their assets. Because uh, at the end of the day, tokens are only worth what everyone in the market is expecting them to be worth, provided that the data is linked, that you don't have just a snapshot of the moment that you issue the token, but you've got a recurring look into the data sets to make sure that the value is still preserved. That it's still valid and it's still worth that uh, either that same amount of capital or more based on the accuracy and the frequency of the data. I know you're heading down to Brazil to start working with some clients down there. Uh, if you can get specific, great. If you not, don't want to disclose it, that's fine. But talk about some of the, the case studies that you're currently working with and, and how you're solving problems for that client. And you know what does this mean for the investor, GPs, LPs, fund managers, fund admins? Of course. So through and through, we're able to improve the risk return ratio for uh, for different stakeholders within the investment community. You've got uh, a uh, an asymmetrical relationship to the risk and uh, the reward that they're getting uh, as they render the service, as they're part of that ecosystem. So if you look at fund admins, for instance, uh, they t- take on a lot of responsibility and more and more their margins are slimmer. So as a result, they do need to keep uh, investing, and they have been investing quite a lot in their tech side and their technical capabilities, not only from an operational standpoint, but also on a full tech basis. So they've got more ERPs, more CRMs. Uh, Their capabilities keep increasing over time. But even still, there's a lot of documents and a lot of data to process. If those documents and that data isn't put together in a way that it is properly structured for them, at the end of the day, they're going to reach a ceiling in terms of efficiency. And we help deal with that. We help uh, improve those risk return relationships for them by not only improving their operational capabilities to take on more clients and onboard investors quicker and sooner, which translates to, to more revenue for them, but also help them with dealing in risk management as we provide a structure on data that they're then uh, able to better evaluate the risks that they're taking on. So think of it as a fund admin taking on the responsibility of a new fund. They're able to understand the types of assets that are being onboarded or being invested in by the, the fund manager. They're able to then evaluate risk and compliance and deal with all the regulatory aspects of it without really having to ramp up their teams or take on a level of risk that they're not comfortable with. Talk about what this means for Brazil and Latin America. You and I had a great conversation, but obviously all the capital that flows in the United States of America because there's solid regulations, people can trust, um, you know, typically the rule of law here, but that's not the case in every country. So what excites you about expanding into Brazil and Latin America? Well, I, I obviously, as a Brazilian, I find it exciting uh, to be able to, uh, to do more for Latin America, but... If you look at how the region has been faring from the World Bank's point of view, which we can assume is a neutral third party comparing markets and the ease of doing business in these markets, you're going to see that uh, a recurring theme in those reports is dealing with bureaucracy, with transparency, and obviously with the certainty of how fresh data is to some extent. And in this report, picking exclusively at uh, Brazil for now, you're going to see that one of the main issues that uh, they've pointed out is really transparency. Uh, That is key to be able to change the region. 
personally, what I do think we're able to deliver, and which I find uh, incredibly amazing for uh, emerging markets such as uh, Latin America, is that uh, with our tech, we're able to bridge that gap between developed markets and emerging markets. Because once you've got transparency, once you've got uh, accurate data and reliable data, all of a sudden, your restrictions or your barriers to invest in a country that you might not have even visited, but you're interested in learning more about in terms of investments and, and different opportunities is a lot different, right? So if we're able to bridge that gap and, and kind of bring uh, investors closer to these markets, in terms of what it can do for the development of the their ecosystem, it's huge. As a comparison, if you look at the REIT market in the US versus the REIT market in Brazil, in dollars, I think uh, Brazil is a little bit under 1% of the total addressable market in the U.S. I think it's it, at least uh, last time I did the math, it was around 1.6 trillion. Well, Brazil was around 12, 13 billion U.S. So it's, uh, it's staggering. The difference is really huge. And if we are able to provide that same level of transparency and trust at the end of the day, with the level of rates that you can compare them side by side, I think investors are going to be a lot more comfortable in investing in a market like Brazil, like Colombia, like Mexico, Peru. These are all fantastic countries with uh, great opportunities to do business, but people need to understand what this business is, what it looks like, what are the risks, what naturally are the rewards. And that relationship can only be built upon with uh, more trust and transparency. Yeah, I can think of a lot of real estate that I'd like to invest in in Mexico and Brazil and other countries in, in that community. So as you head down to Brazil and people down in Latin America are going to hear this conversation, who, who are you looking to speak to right now? Like, Who are some uh, areas of industry? Maybe it's the REITs or real estate that you think, you know what, if I could talk to people in this industry, I could make a pretty immediate impact for them and their business. I'd say that fund admins and fund managers as a whole, absolutely. But everyone who's a stakeholder in the investment community in Brazil has uh, something to gain from a platform. Now, I'm meeting with leaders of industry of all shapes and forms, different stakeholders that range from service providers in the valuation space, in the rating space, securitization companies, and even state governments who need that transparency, need that layer of uh, trust in their data. Because at the end of the day, these different entities, they all want to do business in some shape or form. And in order to do that more efficiently and to be able to attract uh, more and more investors, whether they're local or international, transparency is key. And you only build transparency once you've got insight into the actual data and everything that's going on with that asset. What are some of the use cases that the states are inquiring about that they want to potentially use Invenium for? On the privatizing assets, on uh, concessions, uh, these things have have always had, when it comes to, to attracting interest, have always kind of lagged in terms of uh, their potential. Now, a lot of governments are pushing to be more transparent, uh, to be working hand in hand with investors so that they feel a lot better about the business environment. But even still, I think we can improve upon that and uh, we can uh, give them the proper tools to do even uh, an even better job for the people. So for the people in Latin America that are hearing this, Marcin, how can they reach out to you and get a hold of you? It's super easy. They can uh, just check us out on our website, shoot me an email directly. They're going to find the entire team's uh, profile there. 
and uh, they can reach out to any one of us. So just go to invenium.io. They'll be able to find you there and connect. Absolutely. So there you go, invenium.io. If you're hearing this down in uh, Latin America, please reach out to Marcin. He'll be able to take care of you. But again, invenium.io. Uh, we've got about a minute left, Marcin. Anything else you want to add or share, sir? I'm very excited about uh, what we're building here. I think that uh, when it comes to what we have cooking uh, for the next uh, three to five years, it's going to be amazing the impact they're going to have in markets, whether they're uh, private, which is the main focus, or public, uh, which there's uh, obviously uh, an enormous bonus of uh, being already a, uh, a listed or a more transparent entity. But there's a lot more that can be done with the underlying assets. So uh, there's so much more to build. And I'm just happy to be uh, part of the ride. You know, you bring up a good point that I always like to ask people. So take me out three to five years. What do you see happening in PE? I see actually investors being able to trade out of their positions in between rounds. At any, I'd say I, I would like to expect an evolution in the market where they're able to uh, go in and out between rounds at any given time. But realistically speaking, given some like operational constraints and obviously in a sense of uh, finding a proper balance on every quarter, investors being able to come in and out with different prices just because you're able to give those marks. So you're able to, to follow through on objectives and marks more accurately and more transparently, uh, which would put investors at ease, meaning uh, you'd have a, a larger pool of capital to tap into for all these different rounds. So uh, private equity investment managers would have so many more tools at their disposal. And as a result, uh, their, their investments would be better uh, for their LPs to recognize and uh, commit to. It's going to be exciting to watch. We had a great conversation with Sherry Noonan from Rialto Markets, and she talked about the growth of the P industry going from, I think, $7 trillion to $30 trillion in a you know fairly short amount of time. So you think about those numbers, and it's pretty staggering. So Marcin Cunha, again, he is the uh, managing director at Invenium, the lead for Brazil and Peru, and really all of uh, Latin America. Uh, Marcin, muchas gracias por su tiempo. Gracias a ti. Fue un placer, Chris. 